0: The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwydin God has destined for each and every one of us to live a life of purpose, a life of abundance, and a life that pleases Him. Dr. Michael Bwydin mandate is clear. He's equipped to raise destiny giants for our time, equipped with the wisdom and anointing for a time such as now. Please stay tuned in. It's a destiny word.
1: Oh hallelujah. Will you look for somebody and ask the person how grateful are you? Can you look for somebody and ask the person how grateful? Is there anyone with a heart of gratitude in the house? Is there anybody who is thankful? You are thankful? You know if it has not been for the Lord who has been on your side, you are thankful. Is there any grateful light in this place? Would you put those hands together and give God some clap offering and some shout of praise? Hallelujah. To God be the great things he has done. Um, Sometimes, just as Dr. Sakodi was saying, until you know what is happening to others, you might not appreciate what you have until you, you realize that not everybody that woke up you think that it's normal but there are people who slept I was told of um, a gentleman who happened to be he passed on not too long ago about a week or so ago um, the 10 year old daughter was going to wake him up so that she bids the father farewell up to school shook the father the father wasn't getting up Called the others they came and he was gone so people even die in their sleep it tells you that it's not the alarm clock that went off that woke you up but there was an angel of god standing on your right side who tapped you on the shoulder and said get up and you did if you are alive today will you please put those hands together and let us celebrate the Lord our God, the King of Kings. Hallelujah. Is there anybody who came here with the Bible? You came with your Bible? If you did not come with the Bible, we will chastise you a bit. But did you come with the Bible? How many of you came with the Bible? Could you please lift it up and say, this is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I'll become what it says I can become. I'll go where it says I can go. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Come on, do it again. Say, I am a believer. If the Bible is yours, I want to invite your attention to the book of St. Matthew's Gospel. St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5. St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5. If you have it, you can say, I have it. If you're still looking for St. Matthew's Gospel, you can say, wait for me. All right, I'm waiting. But hurry up. The book of St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5, if you read from the verse number 13, there you will find these words. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savour, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden foot of men you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid or hidden neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it gives light unto all that are in the house the verse number 16 I want all of us to read together Hallelujah. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know that the grass will wither, the flower will fade, but your word will abide forever. We pray that you give us a word that works, O God. Anoint these lips of clay, make it an instrument of a blessing to somebody's life. To the end, our voices shall be lifted in praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look for seven people before you sit down and tell them, make an impact. Come on, look for seven people. I'm counting how many people you are touching. But look for seven people and tell them, make an impact. Tell them, make an impact. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God expects you to make an impact. Say neighbor, oh neighbor, your God, my God, our God expects you to make an impact. Amen. And how many of you believe that God brought you into this world to make an impact? not just to be a mere statistic, but you were brought into this world or you were born to make specific strides in the sons of time. St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number five, of course, is one of the most popular um, chapters of the New Testament theology. You find where popularly we call them the Beatitudes or the Beatitudes, what God expects us to be or to become spoke about the poor in spirit. He spoke about the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. He spoke about those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed be the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. The pure in heart, for they shall see God. In fact, in the book of St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 5, he was giving us almost like a template or a preamble. How we should live our lives. And how if we want to experience or encounter God, some of the things that we should do. He said something very instructive and informative when he said that, Blessed are you which are persecuted for righteousness sake, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. He's saying that the kingdom of heaven is open with the keys of persecution. He opened it up and says that you should rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For your reward is in heaven if you are persecuted. For so were the prophets and apostles persecuted. But these things that we pride ourselves in as Christians, and we call them the Beatitudes, Jesus was not talking to the masses actually from the verse number one the Bible says that and Jesus retreated from the crowd he moved he pulled away from the crowd he went into seclusion Jesus went into separation what it tells you is that oftentimes for there to be an elevation there must be a separation until you are separated from the Lord until you are separated from the masses until you become outstanding or different there is no way you are ready or prepared for divine elevation I pray that you will not be amongst the folk. You will not be ordinary. You will not be lost in the crowd. But may God give you the grace and the ability to... Can I pray for somebody real quick? May the Lord give you the grace and the ability to stand out and stand tall wherever you find yourself. May the Lord separate you from the Lord. The Bible says, and therefore he said, come ye from amongst them and be ye separate. Say the Lord and touch no unclean thing. What God was saying is that for me to lift you up, there is always a time and a clarion call for separation. There is no way God is going to lift a mass, he lifts a passing. Can I start with you? God will call a man out and the man will be a light to his world. In every family, God will not raise many. He raises one and it's the responsibility of the one he raised to raise all the other people around him. God will pick up on Abraham and say unto him that out of you, the nations and the kingdoms of the world will be blessed. So you are carrying the destiny of nations in you. There is somebody under the sound of my voice that God is saying to me that I should tell you that you are carrying the destiny of nations in you. You are carrying the destiny of communities in you. You are carrying the destinies of families in you. You are not ordinary. You are carrying something big and divine. But God will have to separate you first. He said unto Abraham, Abraham, I, I want to make you this, but get you out from your father's house. Until there is separation, there can't be elevation. And sometimes some of us that are too comfortable and we are too clingy and we, we are too sticky and we don't want people to go. God will find a way of breaking it <laughs> in a way that it might be helpful. Because there are people that you should have let them off you a long time ago. But you are too clingy. You don't want them to go. God is saying that come ye from amongst them and be ye separate. The reason why God is waiting on you for him to take you to your next level is because the people that you are playing with now are not the people that he expects you to move up with. And so until you change the narrative and change the people around you, change the personnel around you, change your circle of friends and influence, you are not ready for where God wants you to get to. Most people don't understand that your association contributes to your elevation. So when they say, show me your friend and I'll show you your character, all that undergirds is that until you get to a place where you are rightly placed amongst the right crowd, you will not get to the place where God wants you to be. You can be called as an anointed person. But if you are found amongst people who are going nowhere, there is no way you can go anywhere. God will say unto him, Abraham, get you out of your father's house, out of your your kindred, out of your land, and and go to the place where I will show you. And and he will will ask, I would have asked, where are you sending me to? And then God said, no, follow me. Because where I'm sending you to, you yourself, you don't know. Can I tell you that where actually God has prepared for you? Eyes have not seen nor ears said, neither has it ever entered into the heart of a man. There are things that God has prepared and planned for you. All that God is waiting on you to do is to trust him and follow his leading. If you walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sets on your way. God wants to shed glory on your way, but you have to trust him. You have to follow him. You might not know where he's leading you to, but you have to say that, lead me and I will follow. Lead me because oftentimes the, the ways of life might be winding, might be steep sometimes, might be slippery sometimes. That until He holds you by His outstretched right arm, there is no way you are going to make it through till the very end. God will always require separation before elevation. Uh, Abraham made a mistake and when God had asked him, I want you to go and sacrifice your son Isaac, he went with his servants. He went with a lot of people. He went with his servants but when he got beneath the mountain, the Bible calls it the mouth or the foot of the mountain. When he got to the foot or the mouth of the mountain, before he ascended to the mountaintop, the Bible says that he looked at his servants and he said, tarry here because where I am going, it is I can't go with you. You have to get to a place where you know that where God is, sending you to it is not everybody that you can go with where god wants you to be it is not everybody that you can go with and so there are certain people who have left you that you have to clap your hands and thank god for sometimes even give an offering for because it is good they left your life in the first place because if they had not left you you wouldn't have gotten to where god has brought you now can you look at somebody and say thank god they left oh come on look at another and say thank god Oh, come on, tap somebody on the right or on the left and say, thank God you had some few broken hearts in, on, in, in the course of time. Thank God that man left you. Thank God that woman left you. Thank God that that friend backstabbed you because if God is sending you up, that might have been a bigger blow if you had the ascension. Can you imagine somebody who left you when your business was, the capital was just about 50000 and the person left. And when the person was leaving, you were crying, God. We just started this. Why are they leaving? And God is saying, this guy can handle a million. And so if I keep the 50,000 capacity guy in your company, you are going to operate in the thousands or the tens of thousands. But if I want to take you to the top, there are people that I have to drop. But because you are too clingy, sometimes God will bring separation in a very rude way. It is not everybody. Now, the beatitude was not for everybody. Jesus had separated himself, and the Bible says that the disciples had gone, gone to him, and this is what is instructive. Jesus was not telling the world. Jesus was telling a people, a few people. That is to mean that when it comes to elevation and the things that God once called impact, it is not everybody that was born to be impactful. It is not everybody that was born to lead. It is not everybody that was born to become a president. You can wish it. You can sow seeds for it. You can swim in an ocean of oil. Whether it's blue, green, indigo, burgundy, cream. You can have all their creams and their soaps to bathe with. You cannot get there. Because there are a selected few that were born to make an impact. I am confident that everybody under the sound of my voice was born to leave an indelible prince in the sense of why are you saying that? Because when the commission was given, God said it will be a place where great people converge. And there are two things. I was talking to a great man. He said, Michael, there are two things that people don't even see. And the thing that you, you being big is the same as being great. You can be big and not great. But when we say somebody is great, when the person shows up, you know that another person has surfaced when a great man is to appear you know that greatness just entered and so when God says it will be a place where great people will converge all that it tells me is God is raising a breed of people who will make an impact in the sense of time I just came to pray for anybody who is here and ready to listen that may God make you that man, that woman that will make indelible prints in the sense of time can I pray and prophesy over the life of somebody who believes in God who is believing God for a massive turnaround for a shift in everything called dimension around your life. May God send you to a place where you will make impact. Can you tap somebody and say, I was born for this. Can you tap somebody and say, I was born to make an impact. I am not ordinary. I was born to make an impact. And it's not everybody that will be in this world and when they are gone, their names will be remembered. Do you know how many people died in the struggle for independence? And the only people we mention their names are the big six. Do you know how many people fought and toiled and suffered and shed their blood for the freedom and emancipation of this country? And yet, most of them, their families are not even known. It is not everybody that will leave a legacy. But there is somebody under this. I'm not talking to everybody maybe. But I'm talking to a few of you who have that witness in your spirit. That you are here to leave a legacy behind. You are here to make an impact. You are here so that after you are gone, generations will come after you and say that we relate. Can I push it? So this is scripture. Jesus is talking to a selected few, not everybody. Because not everybody can handle greatness. And not everybody can handle greatness. There are people, the reason why you haven't seen a million dollars in your life is because the day you see it, Jesus will have to welcome you home early. Because there are people who will converse, collapse and die at the sight of a million. They will go into comatose. And an eventual seizure of life. This, they will see it and immediately, probably, because it is beyond their capacity. So they see a million and they have to probably wash their face to see if it's real. God doesn't want you to get to that place where you tell yourself, will somebody pinch me now? Is it real? No, this, so, so, so it is not everybody. Because there are some people who can handle it. Why do you think Jesus, the largest crowd Jesus ever gathered was 5,000? Why do you think that although he was God, fully God, fully man, when he wanted to send people out, he sent 72 what do you think that after the seventy-two he was only able to call twelve his disciples? Why do you think that when he came to weightier matters of our faith, it was about three, not all the twelve? When he came to weightier matters, when he had to ascend the Mount of Transfiguration to have the final encounters with Moses and Elijah, who symbolized the law and the prophet, he realized that although they are all my disciples, not everybody can handle the weight of the law and not everybody can handle the weight of prophecy. And therefore I can only pick a few. It is not everybody that can handle greatness. But I pray that may that grace come upon you that wherever you get to you will make an indelible prayer. Can I pray for somebody? May you get to that place where your capacity will be stronger to accommodate the great blessings that God wants to bring to you. May you get to a place where God can lift you up and say that surely I have found St. David my servant and with whom I have anointed with my holy oil he shall tread, he shall rise by my help he shall run through the troop and leap over every wall I pray for impact makers people that are going to make impact in the sense of time under the sound of my voice that wherever you will get to may the Lord God cause you to run through the troop and leap over every wall it's not everybody so Jesus Will now speak to the disciples and you start talking to them about what they should be. Then after he has spoken to them about what they should be, he told them of their place in earth in this world, on earth. Jesus was very instructive people of God. if you read the test and if you follow the test because I hope you do, Jesus began to speak to them. And said, you are the light of the world. Jesus was saying that, um, I, I don't want you to live an impressionistic life. Because you live in a generation where people think the first impression is important. People are seduced into thinking because of the ways and the manipulations of social media. That hype is establishment. People get to a place where they think that if my name is trending, it means I'm enduring. But you can trend and not endure. You can trend. The Bible says who shall ascend and who shall dwell. Ascension is not a problem. Dwelling is the issue. May the Lord cause you to dwell in high places. May the Lord cause you to be established in places of influence. Jesus was saying to them, that I am not interested in you creating an impression. You live in an impressionistic society where people think that if you stand by somebody's car and take a photograph, no one's top pressure a for. We live in a generation where people think if you stand by somebody's house and you pause and you say, This is the doing of the Lord, it means you built it. We live in a generation whereby people think if you touch the bonnet of a car and you pause and you say, what's up, man? It means that the car, you own it. We live in a generation where people are taking their way through life because they don't have what they want and instead of them scratching what they itch for, they are looking for shortcuts and easy way out. Microwave generation who are only used to fast food and on the run and on the go. You live in Ghana and all that came at a point was on the run. How many of you remember on the run? And so when you are on the run, you can pick something and whilst you are running, you have it. But if you really want To know the ingredients in your food You go to the kitchen and you cook it yourself God is raising the people Who know how to get into the kitchen And get their food Microwave generation Fast food Therapeutic generation Maligned and Sidelined By egocentricism They just want what will appeal to them in the now. They have no respect for tomorrow. They believe in self governance and chromaism. We don't want it tomorrow, we want it. And because you have been wanting it now, that is why whatever you have had never stayed. If you have it at the back of your mind that I am not here to just evaporate like into thin air. But I'm here to stay. You build your foundations right. You are not just here to add to the numbers. Jesus said unto them, guys, you are the light of the world. You are not the light of the church forget about you being a superstar in the church the church of jesus christ has no superstars forget about being a celebrity or an icon in the kingdom there was a young lady who came to TMH and the young lady happens to be um, a media person. The young lady had approached uh, Matilda and the rest that she wanted to do the, ad- ads, um, the, 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 the the announcement. And they said, no, we can't allow you to do the announcement. No, but don't you know I'm a star? And when I heard it, I was fuming. I was furious. I wanted to beat the hell out of her. Why? Because in the kingdom, there are no superstars. In the kingdom, there The kingdom does not have superstars. You are not the light of the church. And now I begin to preach my sermon. All that I've said to you was my introduction. Jesus said, You are not the light of the church. Because the only light of the church is Jesus and him crucified. And so in the church, the only superstar in the church is Jesus, the Christ. In the church, if there is any to be elevated, it is Jesus. Jesus said, but you are the light. Because you are in me. And I am in you. Whatever I am, you are. And because I am light and you are in the light, you can only reflect my light. But my light is so strong that where I am, if you put on your light, it will not be seen. Because when the sun is shining and you put on a bulb, the sunlight will swallow the luminous intensity of the bulb. Because it is in a place that that ball becomes subservient to the stronger light. Jesus is saying that where I am, even if you put on your light, it will still be negligible. It will be unseen. But there is a dark world out there. You should go out there and be the light. You are not the light of the church. You are the light of the world. You are not the light of the church. You are the light of the world. The world is crying and looking for people who give them direction, raise businesses, create corporate images, and raise brands that they can employ them and call them in. The whole creation is groaning and traveling in pain till now, waiting for the endless expectation of the sons of God. God is waiting on you to shine so that the world out there, the dark world out there, will experience the light that God has placed on you. Your light. Look at somebody and say you are the light, but your light is for the world. Do you know what? Sermonically, Jesus was saying to the disciples, "You should be relevant in the marketplace." Jesus was saying that you should be relevant. He's he's not talking about the church. Please, don't get it twisted. He's not saying, you are the light of my kingdom. But your light is the world. The world is the marketplace. What Jesus is saying is that if there is any form of relevance, I don't want to relevant just because you are in church, but when you go out there and they are talking about the best accountants, I want you to be the lights that are shining. When they are talking about the best architects, I want you to be the ones that are shining. When they are looking for the best finance people, I want you to be the ones that are shining. If they are looking for the best marketer, I want you to be the ones that are shining. If they are looking for the best finance people, I want you to be the... God is saying that for the world, you are the light. Not the church. The world needs your light. You cry about unemployment. And people are saying unemployment rate is going up. It's because the lights are not shining. Because behold, I'm the Lord your God. That gives you the power to make wealth. God is saying I give you creative ideas on how to make wealth. I am the one who gives you ideas, inspires an idea in you. And so if you allow that light to shine in you, you would have created a lot of businesses by now. If everybody under the sound of my voice had about 10 parallel businesses, do you know how many people you'd have taken off the street? In the church, your relevance is limited because there is a bigger light. But in the world, your relevance can be pronounced because it's dark. They need light. That is where Jesus wants you to shine. Being relevant out there. We have too many people who have masters and PhDs in tongue talking. They speak in tongues until angels clap their wings. Flip their wings and clap their hands in ecstasy. They are able to speak and they are able to blow in tongues. Like like a train is in motion. Not the new train. The locomotive. They are able to do locomotive gymnastics and pray. Some people can pray and somersault and pray and I was saying it the other day, a young lady will hold her waist and pray and shake their wake off. Be careful. We don't want to see how bold you can be. So be careful. You, 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 you. That is good. But I asked myself, that tongues that you prayed for one hour, what did you pray about? Okay, no, let's, let's talk. What did you pray about? The Bible says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto himself, but unto God. Because he himself doesn't know how to pray as he ought. But the spirit of God with groaning which cannot be uttered. Makes intercession for him. And so when you are praying and you are praying in tongues, you are even out of control. You are out of sync. God is not interested in your flesh or your material. He's interested in the well-being of your spirit and your soul. So anytime a man is praying in tongues, there is a realignment of spirit and soul. So you can pray in tongues for two hours and still go home and realize that there is no food. Because tongue talking will not put food on the table. Can, can I talk to you? So Paul said, "I pray with my mind and I pray with the spirit. With my conscience, I pray with what I know. And so when I have a need, and most people, that's how they pray. When a prayer topic is raised, they will not even pray with their mind first. Oh, let's pray that God will open doors. Can you imagine? We are, but if it's open doors that we are praying for, first of all, you pray with your conscience and your mind. And after you have hit some gears and the Holy Spirit will take over, that's fine. People, don't, I, I think in the coming months we are doing prayer. And I want to teach why people pray and they don't have results. Because most of the time we hit where God doesn't even place the target. Jesus is saying that it is not speaking in tongues in the temple, it is about being relevant in the marketplace and in the palace. The world needs your light. Christians are supposed to lead nations. You are supposed to be, if God is looking for somebody to be the head of state, you should be the one in line. You should be the person that is saying that I'm vying to be the governor. You are doing economics. You've done PhD in economics. And all that you are thinking about is to economize your small economy. And God wants you to enlarge your coast. You are the light of the world. Now please understand this. There are some animals, even animals, there are certain species, let me use species, like the fireflies, like the vampire squid, who make their own light. What I'm saying is that sometimes there will be nobody around you to help you shine, but make your own light. (laughs) Can can I tell you something? Sometimes there might be nobody around you to wrap an arm around you and tell you, soldier on. Sometimes there might be nobody around you who tell you you can do it. Sometimes there will be nobody around you who will tell you that you are strong enough. There is an anointing on you. You have grace. You carry something. And so keep pushing and keep moving forward. Sometimes there will be nobody like that. But be like the firefly. The firefly is able to just... Ah, oh, those of you, most of you were born in the city, so you haven't seen it before. But those of you that have ever lived in the village, you see some flies that in the night, they produce light. How many of you have seen flies like that before they're called the fireflies they don't need anybody to do that and sometimes it is do you, do you know what is even strange about the fireflies the fireflies locate their mates with their light do you know that sometimes for you to even locate a partner it is the light that is shining on you that will determine whether you'll be identified there, some of you have been hidden because your light is not shining So the firefly is able to see, no, this is a beautiful girl. Because the light is going this way. You are not shining to be almost, my mm, dear idea. <laughs> the vampire squid. It's a squid. But the vampire squid also produces light. But it uses its light to protect itself from prey. Light produces heat. The reason why some of us, the enemy has been able to touch things that are ours is because we have not been shining and so there is no heat around us. There is no fire around us. There is no heat around us. And so wherever we go, they can play around us. But I pray that from today, may your light begin to shine. May you become untouchable, unstoppable. May the Lord bring you to a place where you become undefined. Will you lift up your right hand with me? Say, Lord Jesus, cause me to make impact in my time. Jesus said, not only are you the light, you are also the salt. For the light, you are a light to the world. And those words are chosen carefully. Next week, I'll go into the semantics of the test and help you to understand why he used both um, analogies. Because you have to understand that when he spoke about the earth, he was talking about anywhere there is life. But... He's saying that you are the salt. And primarily, the salt was not only a medium of exchange, but it was a preservative. It means that wherever you get to, you should preserve lives. When people are dying and you show up, you can say that because I am here, nobody dies in the family anymore. Can can I pray for somebody before we continue? May the Lord get you to that place where you become that preservative that your nations and your kingdoms and your families are waiting for. You are the salt of the earth. He says if the salt loses its suffer. Next week we'll go into all of that. So that you know that he was talking also about mindset. I'm introducing this month's topic of impact today. That you are not here to be a mere statistic. You are not here so that we can say that we have thirty million people living in Ghana. But you're here so that after you are gone, we still talk about cocoa and we refer it to Tetekwashi. What will you be remembered for? I want you to lift up your right hand. I'm done. Don't worry. I'm done. I want you to look for somebody. Today I'm just introducing the topic. Next week, we'll bite into meat. Look for somebody. (laughs) One of my sons is telling me, my meet in five minutes, five minutes. Look at somebody and tell the, ask the person, what will you be remembered for? No, no, I want you, I want you to get somebody. And, and can you get an answer for me? I don't want you to be remembered for the rough, the games, the comic relief, the comedy. Have you noticed that people don't, you know, when you are gone, it's like going for a tournament. Nobody remembers the one who was second. Uh, you can play all the fantastic football. The other day, I, I was listening to the best coach who has ever lived in the person of Jose Mourinho. I mean, you can, you can have your own perceptions. That, I mean, I hold the microphone now. best coach and he said finals is not about playing a beautiful game finals is about winning and sometimes you have to win ugly because nobody will remember who played well they only remember who lifted the trophy I pray that that will be your mentality even as you move honestly it's happening Ask your neighbor, what will you be remembered for before we pray? Can can I get you lifting up your right hand? I want us to pray real quick. And let me allow you to go home. I want you to pray. Listen, wherever you are, next week we'll go there. I'll take my time. Today is just introducing it. Next week I want to talk about it and talk about even the mindset to it. I want to bring a clear distinction when it comes to greatness between the subconscious and the conscious mind. What you program in your subconscious will determine what you become in your conscious state. And our scripture makes room for such evolutions. But I want you to pray today that God cause my light to shine. If you're a fashion designer, that is an industry God has given you. That is your world. That is where you should shine. If you are into woodworks, you are a carpenter. That's where God wants you to shine. If you are a teacher, that's where that's your world. That's where God wants you to shine. If you are wherever you find any industry you find yourself, you should have what we call luminous in intensity. Species that are able to create their own light, we call them bioluminescence. They are able to produce it themselves. They don't need anybody to help them. Because they carry it, it's wired in them. And you are wired to produce your own light. And shine out there. Will you lift your right hand? I want you to pray that prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, as I lift up my voice, and as I begin to pray, Let my light shine. Let my light shine. Let my light shine in the marketplace, in the palace. I'm a light to the world. That is your word for me. I pray thee, cause my light to shine. In the name of Jesus, will you lift your voice and begin to pray? It's just a minute prayer. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Come on. Come on. Holy Ghost. We pray, oh God. Let the light shine. In the industry we find ourselves, cause us to shine in the areas we find ourselves cause us to shine that's what your word says let our light shine even in darkness in the mighty name of Jesus that wherever we need the light wherever light is needed in this dark and dying world our light will shine you want to pray that whatever will try to dim your light let God arise and let every enemy be scattered. that's the last prayer I want you to pray as you journey through the pages of life whatever will want to dim your light let God arise whatever will want to dim your light because there are things and forces that might be assigned or sent to dim your light you want to pray to God let my light shine I wish you could pray. Thank you, Holy Ghost.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed with Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Bwedy-Nyamiche. You are cordially invited to the Maker's House Chapel International, Kwabanya, Off Point One. Join in on any of our services, Sunday Word. First service, 7 to 9 a.m. Second service, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Teaching service on Wednesdays, 6.30 to 8 p.m. And our flagship program, The Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. To engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. For more information about this ministry, call 0244-221-272 or 0262-731-570. Or visit our website www.themakershousechapel.org We believe in the Word in totality and the light it brings our path to experience the grace to take territories and fulfill destiny. God richly bless you.